Appreciate right. you, fellas, as always. Our ball. Chaos Theory, the wild and crazy crew that they are. Uh, it's your boy, Harbaugh Harge. Welcome to another edition of Hanging with Harge. Uh, we got a special show for you today. We're obviously going to break down all the games that are happening this weekend. We also have MLB. I know that those guys were just talking about the MLB. I'll give you some information on that. We also will have Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram joining me at 1130, talking Dallas Cowboys. He is a University of Texas alum, so I will talk to him about what he thinks about this Texas Longhorn team. But, of course, the big news that came out of Dallas yesterday was the unfortunate injury to Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs, one of the best young corners in the game, just got paid this offseason, and he and uh, Stephon Gilmore were – poised to be two of the top uh, backs, defensive backs for the Dallas Cowboys this upcoming season. Now the pressure's on everybody else to step up, add a little bit more to that great defense. But uh, before we get into all that, I want to give a special shout out to all of the sponsors as well. Some of those guys uh, I've I've been doing some personal work with for a very long time, and I want to continue to thank them for everything that they have done for this station. Uh, my man BK has done an unbelievable job. He's given you opportunities to win some prizes. Uh, we got 5,000. Now we need 5,000 more. Let's get to 10,000 and let's see what's really going to happen. Uh, make sure you like, you subscribe, and you follow on all the platforms, Harbaugh Harge, and of course, TS Unfiltered, Texas Sports Unfiltered. Also hit us up on the text line, 512-222-9328. Well, MLB is getting started this weekend. And uh, obviously it's been going on, but there's a lot of games that have special interest in it. And one of them starts tonight up in Arlington at the Gilf, as everyone is talking about, as the Texas Rangers host the Seattle Mariners. The Texas Rangers Both teams and the Seattle Mariners are a half a game out of first place. And the interesting part about this is they get a chance. The Texas Rangers have destiny right in their hands. They can write their own story. They will be able to set a precedent when it comes to the Texas Rangers and if they're going to be into the playoffs. It is real interesting, excuse me, real interesting to me when you look at how the Texas Rangers performed at home versus how the Houston Astros have performed at home. The Rangers have played great baseball at home. They've been in all the ball games. The thing that's been keeping them in the ball games has been their pitching. Their pitching is the most important thing there. They've been able to do all that stuff and they've been able to come out. Uh, the pitching is the reason why they're, they're losing all these games on the back end. They haven't had success. Uh, Chapman, Aroldis Chapman has come in and he hasn't been what we thought he was going to be when they first got him. Remember, when they first got him, he came in and was shutting people down and doing unbelievable work. Well, then as the season has gone on, they haven't been as hot as they once were. They haven't done, he hadn't done as well when they needed him. So that bullpen is very, very shaky. Tonight, they're going to send out uh, Dane Dunning who is 10 and 6 with a 3.78 ERA and he'll be taking the mound against Bryce Miller. Bryce Miller is one of the great young pitchers for the Seattle Mariners. I don't want to call him great, but he's up and coming. He's from the Dallas area. He's from Mount Pleasant. 
So he's going to have a lot of folks in the stands for him that are trying to uh, calm the, the Rangers' path to perfection into uh, the postseason. But they have destiny in their hand. They can write their own ship because they have now, they will play them seven games. They will play Seattle Mariners seven games in the next two weeks. And so they can either have it separated or the Seattle Mariners can do what they've normally done at this time of the year, and that's make a push to get into the playoffs. But then the Mariners end up playing the Houston Astros as well. So there's a lot of movement that can happen between these three teams. And this has been the most fun part of baseball is pennant chasing. I was fortunate enough as a, as a minor league player, I played for three, four championships. I was in a championship series four times. I won two and I lost two. And being able to make those types of moves, being able to play in a high pressure situation, this is outstanding. This is what it's all about. And for the Rangers, you got to remember, they are getting healthy on the offensive side. Josh Young is back, the young man from who was up for rookie of the year. He's back to playing, and so that solidifies the infield from where they were at the beginning of the year, and it gives you more in the batting lineup as a Rangers fan. And then you also got to look at uh, Garcia's getting healthy. He's back. So you're hoping that the offense can help carry that defense. I mean, because that the pitching staff, it, it is scary. That's why you want to see a lot of these starting pitchers be able to extend themselves throughout these games. That's what I'm looking for. That, that will have my attention tonight because, as you know, every game changes. Every step changes. Every situation changes. And I want to see what these Texas Rangers are going to be all about. The Houston Astros, I talked about them just a little bit ago. They are still in first place in the West because none of those teams played last night. But the, the Astros are hosting the Kansas City Royals at Minute Maid. They are 39 and 39 at home. The Astros, that is. They are 39 and 39 at home. To me, it's kind of interesting because you would think with all the experience that the Houston Astros have, that you would think that they would be on um, at home would be a lot better than what they've shown this year. And like anything else, it's a one-off, it's one year, it's that situation. But when it comes crunch time, you want to have that home field advantage. It seems like the Astros are playing way better away from home. Is it, I mean, these guys are mature. They're professionals. This isn't high school. This isn't college. Um, these guys should be able to handle their business when it comes to that. So that's just really, really interesting to me when you start thinking about um, the Houston Astros and how they're going to be able to clean it up. Do you do do they have the capability of getting hot as they always do? Absolutely. That is who they are. That is who they've been. And that's why everybody gives them the benefit of the doubt because they're the champ. And you have to give love to the champ because that's what the champ does. But through the big scheme of things and the big picture part of it, do they have enough to be consistent enough? And Dusty Baker, I love him. I love me some Dusty Baker. But sometimes I know Houston Astro fans kind of, they lose their mind when it comes to Dusty Baker because some of the method to the madness we will never, ever 
understand. So if you're going to be looking around for baseball, the Texas team's taking on um, title contender. Who's going to win the West? That's what you got tonight. Seattle Mariners in Arlington and the Houston Astros hosting the uh, Kansas City Royals. And speaking of hosting, what better way than to get your pregame taken care of tomorrow right here at Texas Sports Unfiltered with BK and Buck. But most importantly, they'll be doing it at Covert Bee Cave. Covert Bee Cave is nestled on 42 acres in the Texas Hill Country. Covert Bee Cave has three uh, state-of-the-art dealerships that are carrying seven brands out there. You got Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. And if you're not looking for any of those brands, why don't you take that little trip out to Hutto and check out the Ford out there at uh, Covert Ford in Hutto. And if you're not looking for that, you got another Lincoln that you're looking at. Where else? Covert off of 183. They got everything that you could possibly want. Covert is the home for you to go and get a new car. Go to covertbk.com. You can check out the, all the new models. You can check out specials. They got all kinds of in, inventory. My boy Marcus Washington is out there. He and his son. And, of course, my kinfolk, Ira Clark, works out there as well. Ira Clark, former Longhorn. Hook him. Uh, if that's not enough for you and you just need to get some service done on your car, they got 86 service bays. Right, Your wait time is going to be minimal. So make sure you go out to Covert B Cave. Go to covertbcave.com. Now, we want to talk a little bit about this Texas football game and what the expectations are heading into this game. As a Texas Longhorn fan, what is it that you want to see from this Texas football team? Uh, Baylor Bears... Coming into the season, my man Phil Steele, and I use Phil Steele stuff all the time. I go back and research some things, and he always has some great numbers. He lets you know where the teams are playing, how they play on these fields. And coming into this season, Phil Steele had Baylor as the fifth best team in the conference. Mind you, they're the fifth best team. They're two years removed from a title. And I know people always talk about, well, that was Matt Rule's team. And and I get it. That, that was Matt Rule's team. And he took it over. But you still got to cultivate your um, culture. And you have to be able to install your new offenses and make sure that your team is good. And, yes, they had a ton of experienced players on that team. Coming into the season, he, they, he had them in the middle of the pack. But as we've watched this team play, I don't know who they are. I don't know what to expect. Can you put all of that on Blake Shapen not being there? I don't believe so. I don't believe you can put all of that on there. Because let's not forget, Blake Shapen played in the first game against Texas State. And Texas State gave put the foot in their butt. They, they curved. They put it on them. So now when you watch this team, and you got a chance to watch them play against Utah, Hard-fought battle came down to uh, uh, some plays by Utah that was made, and we all know that Utah is a tough team. But you always have to look at how do we get to this point with Baylor. And as you watch them on film, they just don't look in sync. They just don't look like a Dave Aranda coach team. And I was looking through some numbers and – it's just, I, I still don't know what to make of this team. 
And I know BK will come on and talk about it a little bit more too, but BK said it. He's like, because I said they're going to win by at least 26. And I don't know if Texas will be able to unless Texas comes out and just has a game like they did against Bama. Are they going to be that dialed in? This is the, the farewell tour to the Big 12. So everybody's in the house. They, they, they're, they're, they're battling each other. They're going to go after it. It's all what we think it's going to be, and it's going to be a fight. But how long is Baylor going to be able to sustain this fight? Are they going to be able to go toe-to-toe? Are they, going to, are they hoping to make this a fourth-quarter game? I know Texas fans do not want this to be a fourth-quarter game. I know that Texas fans also look at what we've seen throughout the season, and this team has done really, really well in the second half of games which before Texas was never, when Sark got here, Texas didn't do well in the second half of the games. But now they're finding ways to be able to, to make this move. That is why I continue to look and say, what are we going to get from this Texas football team this week? Here's my game plan. Here's what I personally would like to see. I would love to see us establish the run. I know everybody wants to see the points. Um, You can score from there, though. You can score on the ground. And with that being said, as you run the ball, it sets up your play action pass. That's an important part of today's game. I need to see that, and I need to see that more. I need to see... You hand the ball to Jonathan Brooks. I want to see you hand the ball to uh, Baxter, who I've heard had a good week and been practicing well this week. Coach Sark told us that, and we'll get into some Sark sound here in just a minute. But Texas averages 149.3 yards on the ground. That ranks them 74th in the in the, in the uh, FBS. Baylor, who Dave Aranda's a defensive-minded guy. He's had success. Um, They rank 105th against the run. They give up 170 yards on the ground. Now, mind you, the teams that they play don't have near the offensive line that Texas does. The teams that they play didn't have the type of talent in the backfield that Texas has. So to me, the game plan is simple. Run the dang ball and make them stop you. We've seen when Texas was able to run the ball before. I know it was Bijan back in the day and and Rojo. They've all had big games. But the fact of the matter is this. If you establish the run and deliver that, that ground game, and you just punch them in the face, punch them in the face, punch them in the face, that can change everything. That's the interesting part to me, and that is the part that I'm always looking at because I believe that this Texas Longhorn team has the potential. DJ Campbell is somebody that wants to run the ball and punch people in the face. Yes, he's going to make some mistakes every once in a while, but if you put him on the ground and you got him – All you got to do is go block that guy in front of you. He is going to win a lot of those battles. Same thing with Kelvin Banks. 
Jake Majors, all those guys established the run game right away. And let's see what happens right there. Because I believe that Texas can do it. Another part that Texas needs to get better in is the red zone. Red zone offense, they are both tied. Baylor and Texas are both tied in the red zone and not tied for 31st. Score those touchdowns and let's not have a bunch of field goals. Get those touchdowns in there. You can do that on the ground. Make sure we get those guys in there. Uh, the red zone defense, Baylor, Texas is really good. They rank 38. Baylor is terrible in the red zone. They rank 109 on defense in the red zone. You can put points up. Don't know how you're going to do it. I don't. I know you like to throw that deep ball, but if I'm playing defense against Texas, and I see that they've had problems with the cloud defense three three five, why not? Why do you want to? Why would you continue to try to throw the ball deep when they're playing deep? They're not letting the ball get over their head, and they only have three down linemen. Run the ball. Run the ball. So we will see what happens with that. And I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. I know a lot of people are thinking, are they going to be able to, to move the ball? How is the crowd going to be? The crowd's going to be wild. Crowd's going to be ready to go and, and, and continue to push um, up against them. But the biggest question for the Baylor Bears has been the quarterback position. Sawyer Robertson, I told you guys, he and his, his dad and I were drafted together by the Montreal Expos. I was the 49th overall pick. His dad was the 40th overall pick in the major league draft. He played um, for a little while, and then he decided he wanted to go back and play football, so he ended up going to Texas Tech. Reason why uh, Sawyer went to Lubbock Coronado. And that guy's got talent. He's got some moxie. But he was a he was a, a a spread offense type of quarterback. He's not used to being under center. He went and played for Mike Leach over at uh, at Ole Miss. I mean at Mississippi State. So this reminds me a lot of what Garrett Gilbert had to learn. He had to learn a different offense from what he did at Lake Travis. Mac Brown recruited him because the offense that they had before was a spread offense. But if you remember, when Colt got hurt, Mac Brown, and Chip Brown will tell you this too, Mac Brown decided, well, I got to be able to run the ball because what if my quarterback's not there and we haven't established a run, so how do we get this done? That is what Sawyer Robertson is adjusting to. He was a four-star coming out of high school. He was talented. And from some of the analytics that people have been posting here lately, they've also said that he is one of those guys that his attempts down the field are a lot bigger. I mean, he throws the ball deep, and he's accurate with his deep ball. Now, they don't have a lot of burners, and I will take Texas's defensive backs over anybody else's in this league because they are talented, and they can make plays. But, Sawyer Robertson is not as bad as his numbers may appear. And here's what Sark had to say about the quarterback that will, he will be facing this weekend. Well, I think the, the, the athleticism for sure, um, you know, his ability to, to create uh, outside the pocket. Um, the, the other challenge is, is a little bit of the unknown, right? I mean, he hasn't played a ton of football that way. And so you don't have all the information that, that you'd like, um, 
but you know, he's a competitive guy. Um, you remember him and recruiting him coming out of high school. Um, and he's a guy that I felt like probably played his best football uh, in the second half last week. And so maybe finding his stride a little bit more. So um, at the end of the day, you know, I think playing Baylor, you, you got to do a great job stopping the run. You got to make sure you defend the play action pass. And then in that, and then when the, when you cover it, right, you got to make sure that he doesn't have the ability to use his legs uh, to extend plays, whether that's running it or extending plays to find throws off schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And the more reps that he gets, the more time he stays in that offense, he's going to be better. But I, I personally, I don't think he's going to be able to come up against that defense. But let's not just pretend like my man doesn't have any talent. This is going to be a hard-fought game. It's going to be very interesting. And uh, don't get it twisted. We'll get into more about this Texas game versus Baylor coming up. But joining me now, and I know y'all ready for this. He's a superstar. He is the man with the plan, and he's been covering the Dallas Cowboys for a long, long time. So he's seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And one thing he is not, he is not ugly. And he's from this area, and he's a former Longhorn, so we'll get into it. Joining us now on Texas Sports Unfiltered is my man, Clarence. Chill, Hill, chill. You gotta, um, you gotta unmute yourself, buddy. There you go. We're good, man. How are you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Thank you for taking the time today. Listen, all the news, obviously, breaking out of Dallas is strictly right now is about my man Trayvon Diggs. It's a very, very unfortunate situation that happened. Uh, take us inside uh, the star and let us know what the messaging was and what you heard yesterday. Well, you know, it, it's a huge setback, but basically Diggs got hurt in um – in a one-on-one -on -one drill in practice, you know, on a Thursday, you know, you question, should you be doing one-on-one -on -one drills? But they've been doing drills. Uh, and he got hurt in practice and got hobbled off the practice field. And um, so, you know, I saw him walking through the locker room with crutches and, you know, and they asked Dak about it. He didn't want to want to say too much because it was too soon, but they kind of knew it immediately. I mean, the MRIs just confirms what they already know. And yeah. so they, they kind of knew it was a season ender immediately. And it's, it's, it's a shame. So you said back. Because Diggs has been having a great season, great start to the season. I mean, uh, the opponent quarterback passer rating when passes thrown to Diggs this season is 1.0, <laughs> which is the lowest pass rating allowed in the NFL. And no no cornerback has had more interceptions than Diggs has 18 since 2020. So it's a huge setback for the Cowboys defense. You don't replace a pro bowl, all pro playmaker like Diggs. But the good news is the Cowboys do have options they like. Unlike last year, when Anthony Brown got hurt and they were just, it was, they was trying everybody from Walmart at, at cornerback uh, toward the end of the season. It, 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 was, it was awful. Uh, but the addition of Stephon Gilmore, the the rising of Deron Bland, who really played well as a rookie last year, and that's the team interceptions, and the return of Jordan Lewis has the Cowboys confident uh, that they can hold on. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Jordan Lewis because now this is an opportunity for him to kind of, Reclaim it. You talked about Deron Bland and what he's been able to do, and he's pretty much solidified himself within that defensive backfield. But you're also going to get back yeah. Donovan Wilson soon, so he can he can come in and make some plays. He's obviously not going to play the cornerback position, but what what have what will be the adjustments that need to be made? Obviously, you don't replace a guy like that. You, no. you brought the numbers up and what he was able to do, but what can the Cowboys do schematically? 
to kind of uh, ease some of those pains? Well, I mean, again, they, they trust their guys, and they're going to move again. Bland outside, and the, and the Cowboys play. Dan Quinn likes to put a lot of man to man, and I, I assume some of that will continue. Will continue. Certainly, nobody as sticky as Diggs, but it's about the team defense. The safeties have ruined the interception that um, that um, Millie Cooker had last week. Mm-hmm. You know, the range from going from one sideline to the other sideline after Diggs had actually gotten beat or they got behind Diggs, they trusted the coverage that that, that uh, Hooker had his back. And so it's important for the safety to, to, to continue to, to do their job and, and have their back. But they, they like Bland. Bland is sticky. Bland is a guy that has a nose for interceptions. You know, again, he, he already has won this season. You know, and, and so he led the Cowboys with the interception last season. Uh, nobody's dig. Nobody's going to be the playmaker and difference maker that dig was. But uh, the Cowboys do have depth. I tell you, they got better depth at cornerback and, and what they have coming on their place digs than doing offensive line. We're talking to Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He's been covering the Cowboys since uh, birth. <laughs> He's from the state of Texas, so he knows all about the Dallas Cowboys as well. And he is a, a, a Longhorn alum. You were here last weekend, weren't you? Uh, you came in town for a little bit, didn't you? I came in town for UT Black Homecoming. They had a, a series of events and an award ceremony. One of the guys I went to school with you know, was the alumnus of the year. And and so I, I went there to support them. And then I went to Houston. I didn't stay for the game. I went to Houston for uh, my daughter's a cheerleader at Rice. Yeah, and I so saw I you on the sideline there, Rice. Yeah, yeah so, I went, <laughs> so I went to see her. But, you know, I, I had the Texas game on my sling, the TV, on, you know, during the Rice game. And, and it was going crazy. Wondering why it was 10-10 in the fourth quarter. Like, what is going on with this team? Yeah, that's what everybody was asking, too. But then they pulled away as they've been doing. But I want to go back to the Cowboys real quick, and then I'll get your thoughts on, on Texas. Um, the Cowboys defense has been extraordinary. You've been around this game for a long time. You've covered this team. You've seen the highs and you've seen the lows. You saw the defense when um, Wade Phillips was the defensive coordinator. They were flying to the ball. Now you have Dan Quinn, who looks like he is giddy every single time that he gets to call a defensive game. Because have you seen a Cowboys defense with this many weapons? No, this, this is the best defense the Cowboys have had since the Super Bowl title team, you know, in, in the 1990s. You know, playmakers on every level. Again, that, that included Diggs. You know, you're talking about an all-pro all playmaker, pro bowl playmaker, cornerback. And to, to go with, with Michael Parsons and, and DeMarcus Lawrence and some other guys, no, this this defense is special. And it's certainly the best defense since those Super Bowl teams. And really it's the foundation of why the Cowboys believe this can be their year. You know, the formula for the Philadelphia and the formula for the 49ers have been lead with a great defense. It hadn't necessarily been the quarterback. It's been their defense. The 49ers got the NFC Championship game in each of the past two years with Jimmy Garoppolo and and and, and Sir LeBron Purdy. But yeah. it was because of the defense that set the tone for the team and their success. And, and the Cowboys believe they, they do have a better quarterback than those two. But the, the formula is the same. The defense is what, what starts everything for this team. The defense is going to set them up for success, set the offense up for success so they can truly take it to the next level this year. So since you talked about that, Micah Parsons as an individual, watching him every single day, you got a front row seat to one of the best players that we think will be in our generation. I went through the numbers uh, yesterday on the show talking about his success rate and what he's been able to do, whether it's one-on-one, double teams, pursuit angles. If you, and I don't like always giving comparisons to certain people, but if you could compare him to anybody, 
who would be the closest thing Michael Parsons represents? I mean, it's, it's clearly, you know, Lawrence Taylor. You got to go back to Lawrence Taylor with his pursuit, you know, edge rusher, linebacker, all that other stuff and and, and everything he does. And, and you know, he, he's a weapon. He's somebody you have to account for like you did for Lawrence Taylor. You know, that, that's the comparison. That That's what it is. And he's the, the, the thing about it is, is that Michael Parsons was great his first two years in the league and didn't know what he was doing. He got run over in defensive player of the year each of his first two years. And he was doing it on sheer athleticism. He didn't rush a lot in college at Penn State. You know, it's all sheer athleticism. And he really took time this summer to to gain weight, hone his skills, learn. He's a better player now than he was his first two years in the league. He's off to such a great start. I mean, everything he does is better. On top of his athleticism, it's his relentless attitude and, you know, and a desire. And, he, you know, he wants to win every play. He wants to win every race. He wants to win everything. And that's really why I think not only – you know, he has a chance to certainly he's certainly the favorite already for NFL defensive player this year after being run out the past two years. But Mike, he should be considered for some MVP talk, you know, the first defensive MVP since again Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, I, I saw the odds came out and I brought these up yesterday. He's at plus three, thirty three hundred right now to be the defensive MVP. I mean to be the MVP of the league. And I think that's good money because the way he's showing out. That is going to be something to pay attention to. Somebody else that always shows out is our man, Dak Prescott. How is it that everybody wants to put hate on this man? All is it, I always say it's because of the star. He's got the star on the side of his helmet. If he would have been playing anywhere else, he wouldn't be getting picked at every single time. Why is there so much hate for Dak Prescott knowing him as an individual? You know this dude is a great guy. Well, and that's the thing that, 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 that supports me because – you know, it's one thing to criticize him as a quarterback, but you got people like Shady calling him ass and, and people, you know, just, yeah. just, you know, you know, uh, Tiki Barber saying he would take Daniel Jones. I mean, you have not watched this guy. Number one, he's a great person, great human being, you know, a salt of the earth guy. Uh, been very good with the media, much better. You know, when Jerry said he's the best leader of the Cowboys have had, including the Tony Romo and Troy Aikman years, he's, he's right. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, just like yesterday, we're at, we do a full press conference. After the press conference, we go back to the locker, and he just talks football with everybody. Just, you know, explain his play, explain the near interception against the the, uh, the Jets and why it happened, and and you know how they're married. Just, just just you know, I, I remember Tony Romo coming in here and as undrafted guy, and he was really open, but then he became a celebrity quarterback, and then right, we right. couldn't get him in the locker room. And then you couldn't, you know, he he only showed up for his meeting, and he would leave and. And stuff like that. Dak has not been, he's eight years in, has not been like that. Uh, you know, he still would have his 100th start this week. Uh, again, the longest tenured quarterback in the NFL, period. Longest quarterback, oldest quarterback with the same team in the NFL. That's, that, that's mind boggling. You know, right. You, you, you know, because you still, still think he's, he just got here, but, you know, <laughs> you know, but 2016 was a long time. But, you know, it's the, it's the Cowboys tag, certainly. Teams, you know, the, you know, first take and, and, and ESPN and they need someone to talk about it, can talk about the Cowboys. And he's gotten as much scrutiny to me, you know, since last season on, on the LeBron James level. It's like, we'll talk yeah. Dak, we'll talk LeBron James. I mean, you go back to any of those shows, that's, 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 it's on the menu every day. Let's find something to talk about about Dak. And, and I think they've, they've, you know, sensationalized the narrative on the, on the picks from the last year. I mean, Dak, 15 picks were high. It's something they wanted to address, but it wasn't like he was a turnover machine. It's not like he's been a turnover machine his whole career. You know, you're right. back. 
you go back his first, you know, seven years of the league, that, that was not an issue. You know, he's won, had won at least turnover race. So we're not going to act like this is now his DNA. His DNA is the other last year. There were a lot of things that, that, that played a role in his turnovers, including one of the worst receiving cores I've ever seen. Right. You know, and, 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 and again, a, a horrible offensive line play. No one talks about how bad the offensive line was last year. And, and, and so a lot of things played a role in that. But again, uh, Dak is the quarterback for the Cowboys, you know, and, and Jerry Jones likes him, and Stephen Jones likes him, and, and he'll probably be the quarterback for the next 10 years once, this, once they get this new deal done. Yeah, I can't wait for that deal to get done. Well, somebody that is rocking and rolling before I let you go is our man Primetime. Deion Sanders is doing his thing. You covered Deion when he was there with the Cowboys. You've got to know him personally because he lived in Dallas and doing his thing. Here's another person that is being criticized. They act like he was supposed to win the national championship. He comes in, changes the program, gets everybody behind it. I went and got some shades the other day, chill. I, I, I look good in them things too, bro. I look good in them things. You'll see me with them. But why, what makes Dion who he is and what he's been able to do in Colorado? I mean, Dion's a winner. He, he said that he, he's always winning. He's never failed at anything. So anybody that questioned whether he was going to fail or cheer for him to fail, you, you must don't know Dion. You know, mm-hmm. and, and he right, people – he scares people. He scares the establishment, the college football establishment, other of coaches because he's changed, you know, how they do things. But he's only playing by the same rules everybody else is playing with, and everybody's ripping him for the transfers. But down south, Southwest Texas has the second or third most uh, – Southwest Texas, I'm old. Texas State. <laughs> Texas State has the second or third <laughs> most <laughs> number of transfers in, in the country. I mean, right. everybody is filled with transfers. I mean, you know, one of Texas' best receivers would transfer from Georgia, who's right. on the national championship team. Why would a guy from a national championship team leave a national championship team and transfer to a school that has not been to a championship since 2005? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the rule. That's the game everybody's playing. And, and right. everybody's dealing with it. I mean, Ohio State had a quarterback transfer from, not Ohio State, but uh, Alabama, the quarterback transfer from Notre Dame, yeah. his offensive coordinator. You know, he can do that. That's part of the rules. It's not our fault that they can't play. Deion's transfers can play. Exactly. <laughs> Starting with his exactly. son, <laughs> you know, and, and, and Travis Hunter, and, and, and he said they were going to be Louis. And so, I mean, it's it's a it's a cultural phenomenon. And 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 I, you know, I tweeted it weeks ago, and now somebody from front office sports has done a story on it. How you know the the black fan base is. is it's, it's jumped on the Colorado bandwagon, similar to the Georgetown Hoyas under John Thompson and the Miami right. Hurricanes, and, and and I would say the UNLV running Rebels back in the day, and and certainly the Fab Five. I mean, it, it's it's you know it, it, it's a, it's a cultural phenomenon right now. What's going on in Colorado? But it's, it's bigger than that because you know they're the most watched team by yes. anybody. It, it boggles my mind, and I still boggles my mind that the Texas-Alabama game between two Blue Blood programs at night on ESPN was the most watched show on ESPN, college show on ESPN in years. But yet, it, it was not the most watched college game that weekend. It was Deion Sanders. It was Colorado mm-hmm. against Nebraska. They came on at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> at 10 o'clock out there in the mountain time. 10 o'clock. Yeah, it's 11. And, and, and the Texas game was in prime time. Yeah. And the, the most watched game all weekend was Deion Sanders in Colorado against Nebraska at, again, t- uh, 10 o'clock start Mountain Time, 11 o'clock start. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, 
Yeah, he is definitely changing the game, and he's letting people, he's putting people on notice, and that's the best part about it. Dion ain't going to change, and I'm with you. I'm like, what made y'all think that he was going to be different when he became the head coach? You must not have been paying attention to what he's been doing. He's arrogant. He's cocky. He's been that way since day one. <laughs> exactly. He told you what he was going to do. He told you he was bringing his Louis with him. And Shador Sanders, do you have a Heisman vote? I do not have a Heisman vote, but but listen, and, and, and it, it, it's funny to me because everybody's telling on themselves because Shador Sanders was on TV a lot at Jackson State, okay? Sure Jackson, State was. Was on, Jackson State was on TV a lot last year. Sure he was, was doing the same things at Jackson State. He was playing the same way at Jackson State. Last couple of years, he, you know, he played the same way in the, in the Black College Championship game last year. He, I, I said it then. The guy is poised. He's unflustered. I don't care if it's on any level. When you are poised in the face of flu, uh, you know, of of, of of heat and everything else, and, and, and so patient, it shows up whether it's on the Jack State level or Division One level. And you just watch him and watch his play. He, he's accurate. Uh, he's a smart quarterback. He reads yeah. defenses. Uh, it, it it is amazing, you know, and, and so people are now getting their eyes, you know, opened up, but but I saw this last year. Yeah, T keeps saying it. She posted every single day. Give that man a raise ASAP because that's all he does. As you said, they got everybody coming out to Boulder, Colorado. Nobody used to go to Boulder. He, and he sold out every single game this year consistently, and they haven't had a sellout, sellout ever. In Colorado, ever in every yeah. game, no, no, every game, yeah, no, not, not, not the whole season sold out for sure. Yeah. So that that, 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 that's, that speaks volumes, and, and so I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Colorado. I'm rooting for great stories, and it's a great story. Yeah, and someone who does reporting, these are the types of stories you want to talk about because they're always some good ones. Before I let you go, what what do you think about your Longhorns? Well, I'm, I'm with them. I just hope they don't eat the cheese. You know, one thing that, 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 that Texas has not been able to handle prosperity, when they think they've turned the corner, when they think they've done something, they lose the Baylor, they lose the Kansas, they lose, the, I mean, all of this stuff, you know. And, yep. you know, I, I do like the way they took care of business in the fourth quarter. You know, if, you are, if you're going to struggle, but, you you know, find a way to loose themselves. And they, they lose, as they say, they lose themselves from, from, <laughs> from, from, from uh from, from Wyoming, they have the talent. I need the quarterback to be more consistent from the start of the game, and and and, and I don't understand the inconsistent with with deep balls. There were no deep balls against against Wyoming. I I I, I don't get that. They should have a standard. And and Joel Clatt had a great interview this year, this week talking about Texas and Texas. Uh, they, they they have a history of playing to the level of their opponent. Yep. You know they have had a history that. of they played more one score games than anybody because they have a history of playing to the level of their opponent. They'll get up. For Oklahoma game, and they get up for the Alabama game, but but then they'll do what they you know did against Wyoming and Rice, and and really not really put the pedal to the middle as they should. They should have a staff. You're that that type of team, you know. You need to start taking care of business because you know again, everybody in the Big Twelve, all these teams now are gunning to beat them. It is their Super Bowl. Better than having a good year, but they, but fans would not love nothing more to put an L on Texas on the last uh, you know year in, in in the Big Twelve. That's the same thing going to be at TCU and. You know, Kansas and everybody else. And that's that's going to be their Super Bowl this year. Yep. Man, I appreciate you, my man. Thank you for breaking it down. I know you got to get to a presser today, but uh, have, have a safe trip. I know you're going to Arizona. so Yes, I, I'm, going, I'm going to Phoenix. And, 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 and yeah, USC is actually playing Arizona State but that weekend. So, I, you know, Saturday night. So, I, I'm thinking about, you know, whether I want to go over there and watch Caleb Williams. But uh, I'll have a good weekend. No, I know you will. 
My man Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Make sure you get on his work because he does great work. Chill. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. There he is, Clarence Hill, the man with the plan, always doing his thing. He always brings it and gave you an update on uh, my man Trayvon Diggs being injured and how it all went down. And hopefully the Cowboys will be able to scheme up. They got a lot of talent. I I love the fact that he talked about the talent. I'm loving the fact that he talked about Dion. And, of course, he was talking about your Texas Longhorns. Some guys I want to talk about is my good friends over at Four Roofs TX. Go to the number four. Roofs TX for all your roofing and all the estimates that you want to get. Make sure you call those guys, whether it's residential or commercial, give four roofs a chance. You know, Texas weather is always crazy. It's hot, it's cold, there's rain, there's wind. But one thing you never do is check your shingles up on that roof. Let them come out and do it. Go to go to the number four roofstx.com. It's a locally owned business that understands the needs for you in this area. They are, have over 15 years of experience with affordable pricing and a quick response time. Uh, They're they're very thorough and very trustworthy. They're my friends. I've used them at my homes. My neighbors have used them, and they get glowing reviews as well. I know them personally, and I promise you they won't disappoint you. They also send a project manager on every job site, making sure that you get everything that you were promised. So what are you waiting for? Do yourself a favor and reach out today. Give them a call at 512-520-5884 or go to the number four, roofstx.com. Another good friend of mine is Pest Wranglers. That's right. Go to pestwranglers.com right now. It's another locally owned small family business that's been around since 2006. You know, Clarence was talking about the national championship. That's about how long they've been around. That's probably when they started it. So they started this company strictly when they found out that employees were not treating their uh, customers or the employees well. So he decided, you know what? I'm going to start my own company, and he's done a great job. Pest Wranglers service most of the Central Texas area. And if you're needing help with mosquitoes, termites, rodent control, or you need some an inspection for your residential or commercial properties, Please give Pest Wranglers a call at 512-670-7808 or go to the website at pestwranglers.com. And Pest Wranglers won't make you sign a contract like some of these other people. You know why? Because they believe if you're happy, you will stay with them as a customer. They got a five-star ratings on Google, Yelp, Angie's List, and all referral sites. Give them a call, 512-670-7808 or visit the website at pestwranglers.com wranglers.com man i'm still trying to figure out all this stuff that my man clarence hill was telling me and how excited he is about this dallas cowboy team he's out he's headed out to arizona because they will take on the arizona cardinals this weekend as i told you guys yesterday i believe that the cowboys numbers are going to go through the roof again i believe that i know that because josh dobbs although i like josh dobbs he's a serviceable backup quarterback but let's not forget they're trying to tank. He said he's going to be out in Arizona. He may go see Caleb Williams. Well, I guarantee you the Arizona Cardinals will be in the house watching Caleb Williams perform as USC takes on Arizona State. That is why they're tanking. That is who they're trying to get, and that is why I believe that everybody will be in that house tomorrow. So I, that's why I think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to run and run and run it. They don't have to worry about it. They have to go out there and continue to stick to their game plan. Missing Trayvon Diggs sucks. 
It is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. But they're going to be able to focus. And if they put enough pressure on the quarterback, which they've been able to do, I think the Cowboys will be just fine. So I'm not too worried about it. I'm still going to be, you know, amped up to watch the game. But I still believe that the Cowboys are going to be uh, top of the line when it comes into this weekend. Something else that I was thinking about, and I want to talk about the um, Texas Longhorns in this Baylor game, the Baylor defense. I, I I don't know what they're going to be able to do against this team. Um, the Baylor defense isn't playing at a very high level. I don't know if they're undersized, undermanned, but Sark yesterday was asked about what he thinks of Baylor. And I want to listen to the comments and I'm just curious if he's, you know, coach speak. Well, I think one, you know, I, I want to keep belaboring the point, but they're well coached. You know, Dave's been doing it a long time at multiple stops, Utah State, Wisconsin, LSU, now Baylor. Uh, and it's definitely his defense. You know, it's, you know, I know they've changed coordinators, but but it's, it's his defense. And so um, the reality is, one, they've got the scheme. Two, they've got really big bodies up front. You know, they're a physical front. They're long. Um, they do they do a good job of kind of with gap integrity, uh, and when they're playing really good, um, they don't have to they don't have to you know kind of put an extra hat in the box to defend the run. They can play the pass and with their coverage units, uh, whether it's the the five DBs depending on the formation, and and trust that front to defend the run. Um, and then they've got a multitude of ways that they can play their coverages in the back end to match your routes. And so um, you know you add all that up. That, that that bodes well from from a good defensive standpoint, especially when you're at home uh, and things can get harder on the offense from a communication standpoint. I don't believe any of that. I've watched this team. They're not that good. Up front. I just told you at the very beginning of the show, they give up 170 yards on the ground. Run the ball. Make them make those plays that you saw, that you're thinking about. Texas State ran the ball against them, and they were slinging it. They can make it happen. The other part of this is I want y'all to remember, set up, play action. I've been screaming this for a long time. I haven't seen any screens to the running back, and you have to get the ball to JT Sanders. Um. You remember last week watching the Dallas Cowboy game and Mike McCarthy meant to ask chill about Mike McCarthy as well. But when you sit here and you think about the game, Mike McCarthy got the ball to Tony Pollard on the first three plays. He ran it then he threw it to him and he ran it. That's what I think Texas should do with JT Sanders said this for a while. He's a type of player that you have to get him involved early in the game for him to stay engaged in the game. Yeah, they they tried to get it to him. He was targeted three times. He left the game with no catches. And if those teams are going to play that defense, as I've been saying, the cloud, 3-3-5, they're going to, because he brought that up too, the five defensive players. You need, I mean, the five secondary players. You need to get that man the ball. Get them involved early, run it, play action, tight end, recipe for success. But there's been a lot of questions about the wide receiver position as well. There's not a big rotation of what people that are going in and out of the game. 
I know that I've talked to Quan Cosby about this. Quan said he would literally want to fight somebody if they came out there to try to take him off the field in the rotation. There were times when Tom Herman was rotating people in and out and Colin Johnson would be standing on the sideline in the red zone. That is not the time to rotate people in and out. But you have so many talented wide receivers on this team. Ajante Cook, I think he needs to be on the field a little bit more. If you remember on the touchdown pass to Xavier Worthy against Alabama, he was on the field and he already had his hands up when the pass was in the air because he's seen that work in practice. That's That to me is one of the things. But I wanted to run this by you. And he was asked about the wide receiver rotation and what's going on with it. I think ultimately – Anytime you start rotating receivers, you got to ask yourself, is that what's in the best interest of our team to be successful in the moment? And so the moment I take Xavier off the field or A.D. Mitchell off the field or Jordan Whittington off the field, is that in the best interest? I would like to rotate guys more. Last week's game was really difficult. You know, you only you only run 52 snaps in the game and you're in a tight ball game and you want to make sure that the guys that are running those routes are are. You, you have a utmost confidence in to go do it. And not that those other guys, we don't, I just have such a knowledge base of those other guys that they're able to do it. And so uh, I'm hopeful we'll be able to get to a little bit more of a rotation here moving forward, uh, because I do think Jonte is close and, and ready to, to kind of burst on the scene. Um, DeAndre Moore's kind of gotten him his space to where we feel comfortable there with him. We've already mentioned Nair. Uh, and we know Casey Kane is kind of a Swiss Army knife and can go in there and play multiple positions. So, um, you know, inevitably every game takes on a life of its own, and we try to do what's in the best interest of the team to be successful. And, you know, he, he mentioned DeAndre Moore, um, another person that I, I, um, I'm i really looking forward to and to listening. I mean, waiting to see is Isaiah Nayor. We haven't seen a Casey Kane sighting in a while. Casey Kane was a go-to guy. I don't know what's kind of happened with him, but he was a guy that at times he was important to the success of the team last year. I think he had one of the biggest plays of the year last year where he called it the, the one of the longest uh, games. So it's going to be real interesting to see how Sark uses these guys. What is Quinn yours going to do this week? How important is his role? Is he going to be accurate? If you go back and watch some of the games when he's messing, excuse me, when he's missing on these passes, it's because he's lazy with the fundamental part of releasing the football. It, it, some of them looks like he's aiming it. Other times, you just throw it. I'm having a tough time with that because of the fact that he, he's blessed with a golden arm. No doubt about it. He is blessed with the talent. And I've said it since last year. Go back and think about this. When have you, because you've seen it happen with other wide receivers and, 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 uh, I mean, with other quarterbacks throughout. I have yet to see him plant his back foot and throw an absolute laser into a window. His timing is impeccable. He throws you to a spot. And that's cool. But I need to see it one time where you got a guy and you have to get that ball there. Get him 
I want to see him plant his foot and throw the hell out that ball. I haven't seen it. Wishing, hoping, waiting. And if you've ever watched a game with me or seen some of my comments, you know I'm waiting for that moment. I'm having lunch today with the big fella, Kenny Sims. We have lunch every once in a while, and, you know, Kenny's a Hall of Famer, college football Hall of Famer, Longhorn legend, number one overall draft pick in the 1982 draft by the New England Patriots. Very, very smart man. Very intelligent with this game. And he always breaks it down, and he 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 doesn't fear anyone, just like Sark. He respects his opponent. But he doesn't see anything that Baylor brings to the table. We talked about it. He just don't see it. Now, any given Saturday, I told you that. Any given Saturday, anything can happen. But I'm just curious to what Baylor is going to bring to the table. Is Sark going to still try? I know everybody was talking about it earlier. They want that deep ball, that deep ball. But they're not giving it to him. Go back and look where Wyoming was playing last week. They weren't letting them get the deep ball. So I appreciate the fact that he started running the ball, and I think that is going to be the recipe for success for Texas, running the ball, which means you might want to take the under. I don't even know what the number is. Take the under because they're going to try to run the ball. You know, Baylor's going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to keep the ball out of Texas's hands. They're not going to let them throw the ball deep. And I expect my player to watch this week, and I'll send some – Info out tomorrow. But my player of the week on offense will be <clears throat> none other than Jay Witt. I know if you listen to me, you know I'm a big Jay Witt fan. I don't know why they don't get him the ball, just like JT Sanders. I believe that they are all going to have opportunities in this game. If they're going to be playing deep, crossing routes are going to be open. Uh, drags are going to be open. You can get some digs in there. I'm just telling you, I'm a big fan of Jay Witt and JT Sanders this week. On defense, I'm going with my man Tavondre Sweat. I know I'm not going out on a limb there, but him going to be able to, him being able to stop the run and get through some of those double teams is going to be a huge, huge get for them. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my man Tom McKay at AV Consultations. That's right. Tom McKay and his crew at Audiovisual Consultations can make you have the home of your dreams, the home theater of your dreams. He can't give you the home of your dreams. But in that process of finding the home of your dreams, you want to make sure that you have a great entertainment center in that home. And that's where Tom and his crew will take care of you. Do yourself a favor. Give them a call at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. Let them hook you up. They they even got lightings. If you looked at my man Wags, Wags got all of his stuff from AV Consultations and it looks pretty dope in there. Not the video games, but everything else that's in there. The sound bars, anything that you need to make the home uh, entertainment center of your dreams, Tom and his crew will do it to you. Go to avconsultations.com. Give them a call, 512-255-8678, and let Tom and his two crew do everything for you. Man, it's been a great week right here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. I'm really, really excited about everything that has been going on here. We got a 
great, great crew. And everybody has done a great job. As we said, thank y'all for making 5,000 a real number. Now let's get to the next number. Let's get to 10,000. As I've told you before, tell a friend to tell five friends and tell those five friends to tell five more friends. This has been unbelievable. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to expand. If you want to help us out, as my man Wags always tells you, go and help with all the sponsors. Use those sponsors. They know. They're part of this deal. They love it too. So make sure you do everything you can to help the us and to help those sponsors. Because without the sponsors, there's no telling where we would be. And definitely without you, the fans, there's no telling where we would be. As always, like, subscribe to this channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. And I believe BK told us that he has a Facebook now. I don't know. We might even have a Facebook. But this weekend is going to be fun. I'm going to be propped up. I'm going to go watch the early games out, but I'll be at my house by 2.30 to really enjoy Colorado and Oregon. I don't know if this game is going to be really close, but i tell you what, 21 is a huge number. That's Dion's number. I don't know if they're going to lose by over 21 points. I, too, believe that what I've seen from – um, Shador Sanders and what he's been able to do, I don't put anything past him. If there's time on the clock, that young man in the game can be played. That young man is going to do everything he possibly can to push that ball down the field. I know there's no Travis Hunter. I don't know if he was going to make that big of a difference. Yeah, he's definitely one of the best uh, defensive players on the field, definitely one of the best offensive players, but he's got some other guys. Shador has been using some other guys to step up and been having a lot of fun. As always, don't believe everything you see, because even salt looks like sugar. And I hope you guys have a great weekend and Longhorns win so we can all be happy come Monday. Coming up next is the great show with Trey and BK. And I see my man Trey in the building. Trey, how you doing, buddy? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. I love it. I love it. Look at BK. BK laughing at you, Trey. <laughs> Let's see. Every, every GD day, every GD day, I make this mistake. At some point, you think that I would learn, but no, I'm going to continue <laughs> making the same GD mistake every. God, I want to strangle myself right now. <laughs> hey, the beautiful part about it, though, your show hadn't started yet. So that was actually pretty good. You're, you're, you're right where you need to be. I don't even know what to say, guys. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I, I seriously want to punch myself in the face right now. Uh, Harge, any big plans this weekend? Uh, no, not this is the first weekend that my kids don't have any sporting events. So we're going to take full advantage of it. I'm going to go watch the 11 o'clock games out in the little, little brunch. But I'll be in front of my TV for the rest of the day starting at 2.30 because I'm not missing Deion Sanders in Oregon game. It may not be a game for long. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I definitely want to see how everyone else reacts to all this stuff. Yeah, I said it earlier this morning with Bucky. If your wife is asking you to get some stuff done tomorrow, 
you tell her we're getting a divorce. <laughs> it's one of those days where you don't need to be doing anything besides watching college football because it's a special slate tomorrow. And, yeah, Coach Prime at 2.30, that's a big part of it, too. That's a huge part of it. You guys have a great, great show, as always. See y'all soon. Peace.